Hey guys, it's the Mighty Coleslaw here, bringing you another installment of the Mighty Coleslaw podcast. Tis the season for Mary Slawmas. I'm joined here with my faithful elf, Mandrew, aka Mandrew. Happy holidays. Did you say Mandrew, aka Mandrew? <laughs> did I? I hope not. <laughs> so if I did, oh well. <laughs> we'll oh leave well, it. yeah. <laughs> The Yule Tide mess up. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we got a great uh, program ahead of us here today. We're going to talk about some Christmas memories. We're going to get into uh, yet another film review. Uh, we're still not doing um, contact. You know, I'm just getting over COVID nineteen. You know, we figured you know it's just another week apart would do us some good. Yeah, you know, separation makes the heart grow fonder. I think is the uh, yeah. saying or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll you, you, Andrew clearly misses me and my PJs coming <laughs> into the studio. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, so you want to get started with the film review? What did you think? And we reviewed. Uh, was it the Legend of Frosty? What was yes. the exact title? Okay. So we we watched the Legend of Frosty the Snowman, which came out in two thousand five. Now, for all of our viewers, uh, just so. We're clear here. I think we've talked about this uh, a couple of different times. I am about 10 years older than Cole, maybe a little yeah. less. So this is not my era of Christmas movie. This came out in 2005. I was 15. Um, so I grew up with like the OG uh, Frosty the Snowman, like the Claymation Rudolph and, you know, Island of uh, Misfit yeah, the Toys. Frank and Bass or not yeah. Frank and Bass, the... It's another German name. Yeah, something something German. But yeah, I so I grew up with all like the OG like claymation Christmas movies. This was a little like updated um animation. But I do I did think that it was cool right off the bat how they sort of tied this story into the story of the original Frosty movie um that I grew up with. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, this is the like you said earlier, you're ten years older than me. I remember watching this premiere live. Really? It was on Cartoon Network, and then, like, I saw it for the first time back in 2005. And, like, I've always loved this special. I always watch it every Christmas. Okay. And it's just, like, my definitive Christmas movie I watch. Okay, see, so you said it was on Cartoon Network? Yeah. That makes sense. I saw it, at least. That makes a lot of sense because I was going through the voices, and I, I'm a I'm a big fan of voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really think it's cool. Uh, I would love to like tap into it, but you start to like recognize different voices uh, throughout uh-huh. the years, and I'm like going off of the checklist, and I'm like this this is like an all star cast here. We had um, the guy Tom who. Kenny. Yeah, Tom Kenny from SpongeBob. We had Bill Faggerbake from SpongeBob, who was the voice of Frosty. He was also Patrick. Um, but we have the the voice of Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents, Tara Strong, mm-hmm. and then uh, Kathy Succi, I think is her name, played uh, Tommy Tinkerton in this film, and she was also Lola Bunny in Space Jam. And I'm trying to uh-huh. go back far enough to see. I think she was also the voice of Phil and Lil from the yeah, Rugrats. Yeah. Cause I noticed that the, the voice kind of sounds more like Phil, mm-hmm. the, the, the more, uh, the military son, the more that act like, like the dad in the beginning. Yeah. It was his name. Charlie, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, but like a lot of these people have a ton of voice acting credits on it. And I'm just like, man, this is an all-star cast here in terms of voice actors. This is awesome. Yeah, and I thought the Frosty voice was very good, too. Like, it wasn't like... I've seen Frosty iterations where they make him sound too dumb. And right. I've seen them where it sounds like more of like an old man, like uh, <laughs> the guy from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that guy, the the Bill Ives. Okay, yeah, yeah. Type Earl snowman. Ives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... At first, it, it took a little bit of getting used to because it definitely... I could tell that they wanted to do a tribute to the... OG Frosty voice, like from my from my era. I'm not sure when that Frosty movie came out, but like yeah. it was it was definitely they wanted to try to uh, recreate that without like imitating it exactly, and uh-huh. so it took me off guard at first. And then I when I realized like, oh hey, this is Patrick from SpongeBob. Literally, all I could hear was like Patrick Star as Frosty the Snowman, and I was just like, oh god, now I can't unhear this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. When I got older, I like I never put two and two together, but like now that like I'm into voice acting and I actually did voice acting for a little while, mm. like I can pick up on certain actors. Like I'll know when they're I hear Dan Green, I know when I hear Tom Kenny. Yeah. And I know when I hear um Dante Bosco. Yeah. Oh god, well Dante like, Bosco's got like such a characteristic voice. Yeah. I, I loved the fact that he played um he played Iro two in The Legend of Korra. Yeah, that was really neat. And like he in the end of the first season when he's like hanging off of a like a banner or something, he sees the statue of Aang and he's like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Aang. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's neat. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody <laughs> freaks out. <laughs> but yeah, no. How Legend- many seasons of Korra were there? Were there, there three were, as well? There were four, actually. So they were only going to do one season and then it got popular so they had to like basically make up this story um as they were going through it was only supposed to be like a limited run series but people actually enjoyed it so they made four and the unlike the first avatar series where everything was like water earth fire this was book book one was i think air and then it didn't have any elemental uh books as they say like they the season or the series ended with book four which was spirits and it had a lot to do with like the spirit world oh okay yeah it was neat i just uh i just binged it a few months back because i found out it was on cbs all access and then Uh of course like after i finish binging it they make the announcement that it's coming to netflix so i was like oh great thanks like So it's been yeah. on net. It's been on Netflix for a few months now, but like I've already watched it, so I'm good. Before before we get back into the film review, how many streaming services do you have? Do I? Oh, geez. Um, let's see. I are we talking paid or or on? <laughs> uh, let's just keep it with the paid. Yeah. Okay. We totally do everything paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because like they're they're like ABC and Fox and all that, and like as long as you have like a TV provider, um you can get those streaming apps for free. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but, then uh, you can mention them. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't really use them. So I'll just go with the ones that I use, but I, I use uh, CBS all access, um, Netflix, Hulu, HBO max, um, Amazon prime, Peacock. What is the other Disney plus? Um, I have the DC universe app. 
for right now, but I I might cancel that because they're going to revamp it. It's it's basically an all-in-one app, so you can watch like a lot of the DC original TV shows like Titans, Swamp Thing. Uh, they have a lot of their animated movies on there, um, some older TV shows, but like also the older Superman movies from the 70s with Christopher Reeve. Um, and they have comics on there as well, but they're uh, I've read a couple of articles that they're going to revamp and get rid of all of the movies and shows and stuff and move those over to HBO Max. Um, and DC Universe is just going to be like a comic reading app, but they're not going to change the price of it. And it's like, I don't want to pay $10 a month to read comics. Like, I'm here for the, the shows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I have like, I don't know, I guess like seven or eight of them. <laughs> I have like, I think four or five. I have Amazon Prime Video. I have yeah. Netflix. I have Hulu. I have Funimation Platinum, which is like an anime one. Yeah. And then I have the Boomerang app. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's there's just way too many. Like I just found out a few months ago that IMDb has like their own version of streaming, um, and it's called IMDb TV. And like they'll they actually have original content that they produce for it. We can get sponsored on there. <laughs> I, who knows? That would be cool. But yeah, it, I watched a I watched a show for Podflix and Chill. It was uh, have you have you ever read the Alex Ryder books? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, think teenage James Bond. Uh, so it's this like teenage kid that gets recruited by British Secret Service to like uh-huh. go in and like go on all these missions. I used to love the books growing up, and they adapted it into a film in 2006, which was like god awful. And they just redid it as a series for IMDb uh-huh. TV, and you can also watch it on Amazon Prime. But it was so, so good. But that's how I found out about IMDb TV. And I'm like, wait, that's a thing? Yeah. All right, so let's get back in the film review. So yes, yes. what did you what did you think of the opening? Um, I was like, yo, Burt Reynolds, what? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked that. Burt Reynolds narrates and, and, and he sang Frosty the Snowman. So I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, honestly... Like going into this, when you when you suggested that we watch this, I had no idea, and I'm I'm thinking like, okay, knowing Cole, this is like some sort of like weird '80s like horror movie where like Frosty like eats kids or something like that. Like I thought it was gonna be like a really terrible like live action horror flick. Uh huh. <laughs> but then I started watching. I'm like, oh, it's a cartoon. Okay, we're good. <laughs> but there, there is a wise crack in principle, so you gotta give, you gotta give me that. I, there was yes, some, wise crack in principle. He was uh, voiced by Larry Miller too, who was, uh, a, he also played a principal in the movie Max Keeble's Big Move, um, uh-huh. and I loved that movie growing up. That was on like Nickelodeon, but yeah, it was. I, I like how it just like starts off and then like uh, you know it has after like the intro and the Frosty the Snowman song it goes to Tom Kenny's character the mayor, yeah, and he's like walking around town with a clipboard and like 
he's telling the flowers to bloom. He's like, and it's funny because they make fun of it. He's like, uh, flowers blooming, even though it's not the correct season. And then, like, you see, like, the f- flower, like, try to start to bloom yeah, again. And he's, he's like, like all come right, on, come fella. on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just, like, blooms, and he goes, check. And then I'm like, I don't remember my mayor being ever this involved with the town. Right. Well, <laughs> it was really it was really bizarre and confusing to me because, like, I, I didn't get right away too that like that that it was a friendly kids movie either because we did see like at the beginning when Burt Reynolds shows up and right before the Frosty song like Frosty's hat breaks out of like a box that's chained up in a basement <laughs> so literally oh, yeah, even that's right that's even right. still at the beginning I'm like what the heck kind of movie is this <laughs> I was gonna make us review Christmas Slays the movie where Goldberg is a evil Santa Claus killing people oh but, god <laughs> but I figured I'd spare you this week of 80s cheese all right well I appreciate that but yeah no it was it was cool and yeah I, I thought that the the militant mayor was a very odd choice and yeah, you're right. Like no mayor that I know has, is ever like that. And it just seemed very almost off putting. Like he's having all the kids march down the street in a single file line. And like all the parents are like, it's like the Stepford wives, you know, it, he reminds <laughs> me of like a friendlier burger, Meister, Meister burger. Yeah. Yeah. Like the kids can't have any fun. Like the principal's like, I said, I forward and you're like oh okay geez yeah and then like even the little kids are like part of the putty patrol like his one son is all like <laughs> get the let out guys forward move it move it move right it. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah man this was uh it, it was bizarre but i i liked how it kind of evolved over the course of the film because you know you see the one like nervous kid walter is the first one to have an interaction with frosty and they're like he's like i don't know how to throw a snowball i don't know how to make a snowball and then he winds up having like a great time and then he just like flips and turns on his mom and she's like walter where were you he was like mother i was out and i'm (laughs) not sorry and she's like and faints oh my god the sass (laughs) it was super sassy the sass in this movie is like 10 out of 10 that's what makes the movies half the sass that's in there yeah, it was pretty great. I did like to like uh, as more and more kids start to like interact with Frosty, um the the main child Tommy Tinkerton like gets left out and he's he's just like they're like um this is a private conversation and he's like <laughs> oh, I get it. Sorry. Like <laughs> yeah. I I liked the whole like I thought the him stumbling onto the the cellar in the basement was like random. But uh-huh. I, I thought that was cool. Or the cellar in the basement. They're the same thing. But the cellar in the library. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like a, a nice little neat touch. And again, it sort of tied it back into the OG Frosty. Mm-hmm. What I liked about it was like when he got into the basement and then like he looked at the the book and like he saw that it was originally his grandfather's hat that was magical. And then like, you know, I thought that was just very interesting. Like it actually gave uh, – precedence to where the magic came from yeah yeah which is cool but like didn't didn't they say that the, like the grandfather didn't believe in magic either yeah he was all like this is poppycock well, right poppycock, well and that's but like like and for for those of you listening to the podcast who aren't familiar with the with either special like they drew 
the the grandfather of this of this kid Tommy Tinkerton as the the magician from the original Frosty uh, animated movie that i grew up with so it's like oh hey that's that magician and of course in like in my head all i'm thinking of is that guy's voice where he's like messy 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 and i'm just like this is weird so like (laughs) like one of the kids in that original animated special goes on to be the mayor of this town and he's very like by the rules and by the book because frosty disappeared and he never came back and yeah well, would you be messed up for life if, like, Frosty was there for you one year when you were feeling down and out and then just, like, you know, never came back? Yeah, that's true. I mean, he does say he'll be back again someday in the song, and then he never comes back. So, yeah, I guess I'd be pretty effed up, too. Yeah, well, like, if you were, like, 10, right, and he came back when you were, like, 40, would you even – like, I don't even think I would remember Frosty. Like, I, like, I probably wouldn't re- – dude, I'm having a hard time remembering, like – what I ate last week, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, what, I'm like, what, what did I even do? Like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But what'd you think of, uh, the, uh, love interest? Oh, Sarah simple. Yeah. Sarah I thought, simple. I thought she was pretty, uh, sassy at first. Like it was, it was very weird. Cause they felt very, the kids are drawn so young. I'm like, what are they like eight? Like, why are they, why are they talking like this? And then what I, what I liked at the end of the movie, like after everything's all like, you know, back to normal and better and everybody's happy and you know, they're not, they don't have to follow all these rules. Like Tommy's just like rolling by on the skateboard and he passes Sarah who's like laying down on the bench reading. And he just like stops. He walks over to her. He's like, Hey, like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think at the most they're eleven. Like that's what okay. I, I think. Like because it makes sense because like you know they're not like little little kids, but right. like you know they're starting to get their flirt on. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like a little bit sassy. I'm okay with that, but like I, I did think that was cool. I like how he like she's like running through the snow and she like lets her hair down and all the other stuff, and he's like following her. And then, and then he snaps a twig and hides behind a tree because he doesn't want her to know that she that he's there. And she turns around. She's got like a stick in her hand. She's like, "Who's there? Show yourself, coward!" I'm like, "Are you just about to beat somebody with a stick? Like, is there a yuletide ass whooping?" Right. (laughs) You are a you are a brazen and confident young woman. Yeah, that, it would have been funny if she was all like, show yourself before you get a season's beating. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a definitely a slaw, a slaw saying. <laughs> that's going to be on my next year's Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> season's beatings from Santa Slaw. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so was this before or after she took the uh, the hood ornament? That was uh, right at the same time when he was following her. Okay. Yeah, he followed her because she took the hood ornament. Because it was his, I, she took the hood ornament off of his dad's car. Yeah. So it starts off with um, the nervous kid. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to Sarah, and then it goes to the three brothers. Yes. Uh. Well, after Sarah, I think it goes back to the ner- that nervous kid Walter, and then um, the mayor's the mayor's other son Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, it winds up going to the three the three twin or triplet brothers. 
Yeah. One of my favorite scenes is with the nervous kid, I think. And then like the, the mom like grabs a box of cream corn or the can of cream corn. And she's like, and yeah, hit the, hit the intruder with the can of cream corn. And she's like, no, you put it back in the pantry. And while you're in there, wash those dishes. And he's like, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, wash the dishes, mom. Uh, it was a bizarre movie. Honestly, like, like I said, I, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into at the moment. I literally kept waiting for like Frosty to like eat some kids or something. <laughs> but, yeah. but eventually I'm like, okay, like this is actually made for kids and it's supposed to be fun. And okay. Like, so, you know, closer to the end, um, you know, the principal's trying to like kidnap Frosty or whatever. Cause he's jealous of the mayor. Like the yeah, the principal's like all along. He's like, is he? He's the mayor's evil henchman, and then uh, then we find out he's been jealous of him like his whole life. So he locked away Frosty's cap, and now he's trying to like make Frosty do his bidding or whatever. And yeah, and then Jarn the whole town, warm tongue. <laughs> yeah, and then like the whole town like turns against the principal because they all want to have fun with Frosty, and I I thought yeah. that was a cool like. Nice little arc for the parents because the parents were, were like pushy the whole time. Like they're, yeah, I guess living vicariously through their kids. I don't even know, but like they want their kids to turn into like little mini clones of themselves. And the kids are like, no, we just want to play and have fun. And the parents are like, no. I like when uh, they, they get to Sarah Smiles or whatever. Sarah, Sarah Simple. Sarah Simple, and yeah, not Sarah Smiles. All notes, <laughs> but anyways, like I like the scene where like the, the there's like I want you to be prim and proper like me. I wouldn't have won your father over, and you're like, it was dad always like that, and then it's just his the dad sleeping on the chair. Right, right. <laughs> and then she's like, he was like that when I found him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been funny if like everywhere like it would like do like a slideshow of like when they met, and then he's just all like, uh, and then it's like him sleeping at their wedding. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I can't get over the lines though of like how snippy everybody is with each other. Yeah, there was a lot of sass happening in this movie, but it was kind of cool. like it. It kept me entertained. It kept me interested throughout because you know it's like, all right, I'm a 30 year old watching a kids movie right now. But yeah, I mean we all watch kid movies at Christmas. Let's be real. Like every year I will watch Charlie Brown. Every year I will watch the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Like. You know, there are just certain things that you always want to watch. Uh, one thing I always take away from this movie is the line that the principal says. Which one? Do I look like a baby to you? Oh, God. Is it my bedtime? <laughs> then why are you telling me a story? <laughs> I forgot I've used about that, that outside of the review before, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good one. That was like one of the first lines, like within the first five to ten minutes of the movie. It was great. And then he says like a variation of it at the end. I can't remember. It was I, it was something similar. All, all it means is like, why were you telling me a story? <laughs> oh right, that's funny. Yeah, man, I I, I liked it. I I liked this movie. This was much more palatable than uh, the Clones of Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I liked that it didn't have like a really sad part, like most Christmas movies do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only the only real sad part was if you i mean if you could call it that was the plot to sort of like steal frosty's hat back you know but but it was cool in that the like the town kind of like i said they they sort of banded together and 
went against the principle. Yeah. So the whole thing was like happy for the most part. My biggest like a problem with the movie, my biggest complaint is um how when the mayor stepped down from office, right? They didn't like go, oh, let's have an election. No, let's have Mr. Peabody or whatever his name was <laughs> right. just become automatically the mayor. Like <laughs> Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Unless like he unless the principal was also like the the assistant mayor and he was just next in line. Yeah, he was the deputy mayor. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But yeah. Um but I do like so so we talked about like how the the twist of you know Frosty's hat belonging to you know the mayor's father who was the magician from the original Frosty and you know now everybody's all happy and you know they don't care about the rules at the end of the film. I liked how at the end it, there's the reveal that the Burt Reynolds narrator character is the little kid Tommy Tinkerton from like throughout the story. And, yeah, and he winds up with Sarah. Yeah, he winds up marrying his like eight to eleven year old girlfriend crush person. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, the ending to uh, James and the Giant Peach, where you see the like older James. Oh and yeah, like, the the like before James. I love James and the Giant Peach. That was another good one. It, weird because like the animation style was like very Tim Burton esque. Um, yeah, well, was it directed by Tim Burton? Probably. Yeah, it. I liked that movie, but the this Frosty movie was good too. I yeah, sad. yeah, I was. I, I'm pleasantly surprised at how well it held up. Like the animation looks timeless, and like you know, it's a pretty decent story, and it's only an hour, so it's not like you're investing like three hours into the movie. It's not like a miracle on 34th street or right. it's a wonderful life where it's a commitment and it's like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was very, uh, like, like I said, the, the, probably the saddest parts, not even sad. Like obviously the, the kid Tommy at the beginning isn't feeling the vibes of like all the rules and everything. Like he wants to have fun, but he just kind of seems like down in the dumps, like your typical, like Christmas person at the beginning of each of each of the Christmas movies. And then it's like uplifting throughout. Um, yeah. Like it just winds up getting better and better from there. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. And no, James and the giant peach was not directed by Tim Burton. It was directed by a guy named Henry Selleck, not to be confused with Tom Selleck. <laughs> so what are some of, of your other uh, favorite Christmas movies? I know you said you like this one a lot, but do you have any other, like, do you have like a top five? All right, so my number five, right, is going to be Polar Express. Good choice. It's just a solid movie. Once again, it's not, like, super sad. I mean, it does have that effed up part with the the puppet. But oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you're just a Scrooge. <laughs> uh, number four, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I actually really like Fred Claus. Okay. Okay, that's I one that I actually movie. haven't seen. Oh, my God. But that's the one with uh, Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Once again, I, I don't know what it is, but, like, I just love snippy people in movies. And, like, <laughs> Fred Claus, like, you know, Vince Vaughn plays this, like, disheveled brother of Santa. And, like, once again, he's just, like, with the lines, man. Yeah. I like Vince Vaughn, man. A lot of people don't, but I do. I think he's funny. Yeah. Loved him in Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah. 
Are, are they making a sequel of that? I feel like I heard that they are. I keep that's one of those movies like Step Brothers where they keep saying they're going to make a sequel and it's like coming in two years and then like two years right. happens and then nothing happens. <laughs> but um, so I'm up to three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Would you count A Nightmare Before Christmas as a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Because uh, depending on what you view it as, I'll change it. I, I I'm the wrong person to ask because I've seen it and I am not as big a fan as other people are. So. I mean, it's like, it's like good. I like it artistically. I mean, I've I've watched it so many times. Yeah, like I, I mean, have to say, like I I like it just purely for the artistic reasons. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like every Halloween, I'll I'll start singing "This Is Halloween," but uh-huh. you know. <laughs> All right, so let, let's just throw that out the window. Okay. All right, so that one's not really a Christmas movie. So we'll just go with three. Um. Shrek the Halls. <laughs> I used to watch that one every Stop year. it. <laughs> yeah, Shrek the Halls, man. Like, I know people are going to get really mad at me that I'm, like, I'm picking all the worst movies. But, like, you know, <laughs> I was, I'm, like, a simple guy. Like, I like my Christmas movies, like, wholesome and not, not like, too sad or anything like that. The number you. two is definitely The Legend of Frosty. Okay. And then my first favorite of all time, Forever... Is Santa Claus is coming to town? The the claymation one. Yes. Yeah, I love that one. That one's definitely in my top five as well. Um, along with White Christmas, I love White Christmas. Um, uh-huh. I love Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Like I love the classics. Um, the Mount Mar Wilson one or the I I don't know the the older one, not the not the remake with uh, Matilda. Yeah, yeah, Mar Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, no, not not that one. The old the old one with uh, Natalie Wood. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I like I like those two. Um. Santa Claus is coming to town is good. I I love me some Charlie Brown, and yeah. for five spot man, I don't know. Like it's it's tough. I really like, I like, uh, the claymation Rudolph. I like how the Grinch stole Christmas. Like the the animated one. Although. I do have to say a lot of people hate the Jim Carrey version and I don't know why. Like I, I'm not I'm not like desperate to watch it every single year, but like if it's on I'll watch it and I don't understand yeah. the hate that it receives. I, some people I guess just don't like Jim Carrey, but I didn't mind the movie. I thought it was good. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of which, you know what? I'm going to get rid of Shrek the Halls at 3. That's more like 6. But <laughs> I'm going to have to say, like, if you know what, I'm going to have to give the Jim Carrey uh, version of A Christmas Carol, the animation one that Disney yeah, yeah. put out. That one was, like, perfect because, like, I hate the Mr. Magoo's A Christmas Carol. I don't like <laughs> Mr. Uh, the Magoo. Disney. <laughs> Fuck Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyways, screw him and his blind ass. But anyways. Didn't he drive like an eggplant or some shit? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I just didn't like it because it was freaking Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Like he was just a dope. He wasn't a cruel hearted businessman. He was just a dope that drove an eggplant. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> And I didn't like the Disney one because, like, you know, it's it's friggin' Scrooge McDuck. He's supposed to be cheap. Yeah, yeah. I love me some Scrooge McDuck, though. All right. Now, what is your top three cartoon Christmas episodes? Oh, gosh. I That is – I have no idea. 
All right, I, I got one. Yeah, literally no idea. I would have to say uh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> you asked the three. question. Because <laughs> uh, like I'm because like I'm getting all these memories of like you know being a little kid and watching the Christmas episodes. Mm. All right, I guess I'll do top top. Uh, I'll just I'll just list off like f- I think four. I'll do four. Okay. All right. No, no, I got to do five now because I I just remember the Rugrats had a couple Christmas episodes or holiday they were Jewish. episode. Well, there was a, the Santa experience. I don't know if you'll count that as a Christmas episode or, but then one episode they did celebrate Kwanzaa. Did they really? Yeah. Nah, man. I always remember the, the Rugrats Passover special where they no. like, where they talked about like Passover and of course all the babies had to like imagine it and talk about yeah. the history of the Jewish people. Like I was the Macca babies. The well, Macca babies, I'll, yes. A Macca babies gotta do what a Macca babies gotta do. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that line. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. So if you want to be technical, Tommy and Dill are Jewish. Okay. Only yeah, that's because true. the mom is Jewish, and, yes. they, and and if I'm if I'm correct, if somebody if I'm wrong, correct me in the comments. But like. No, she's or she's the, Jewish because she's all about that doctor, doctor Lipschitz or Lipschultz or something like that. Well, no, her parents are like Jewish. Yeah, and yeah, Jewish yeah. in the Jewish faith, your mom has to be Jewish for you to be Jewish. Right, right. So those two, like uh, Tommy and uh, Dill, are te- technically Jewish. But I like that, so I'm gonna put that at number five. I know it's not like really a Christmas episode, but it's like a holiday special that yeah. I watch all the time as a kid. And I go four with uh, the Santa experience because I used to have the orange VHS tape. If anybody knows what they are, yo, orange VHS tapes—they were awesome. <laughs> so that was always had something Nickelodeon related. Yeah. And I used to watch the crap out of the Santa experience. Okay. Then uh, three, I'd say, is Chowder's. Hey, hey, it's Kanishmas. I have no idea what that is. It's uh, it was a sh- cartoon show called Chowder and yada yada yada. I, I remember the show, like I remember hearing the name of the show, but I never watched it. Yeah, and then two, would you count this as a cartoon or would you count this as its own movie? The Kung Fu Panda Christmas Special. Uh, I, I we'll, we'll call it a cartoon. That's fine. It, yeah, because it's only a half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well within the realm of cartoon. Yeah, and so. And then I have to say the SpongeBob Christmas episode, the first one, not the claymation one, the first one. Okay. Yeah, Hannah Hannah likes that one a lot. Is she give me a thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah, she likes that one. <laughs> well, she likes anything SpongeBob, so. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't remember a lot of cartoon Christmas episodes. Um I I I'm know for a fact that like there were some Power Rangers Christmas episodes where like they had to like help Santa at the North Pole. Um so that was, was Jason a, David Frank involved. Probably, probably. <laughs> I forget what iteration of the Power Rangers it was, but they definitely, I, they did some weird stuff on those shows, man. They like, we're talking about in, in one of the seasons, Power Rangers in space, they literally, the bad guys went to New York city and hypnotized the teenage mutant Ninja turtles to have them fight the Power Rangers and then, oh my God! And then the Power Rangers broke the spell or whatever it was, and teamed up with the Ninja Turtles to fight the bad guys. So 
there's that. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the, the the not to get sidetracked again, but what was the Power Rangers series where the dad was a hamster? I feel like you would know. That was Power Rangers Ninja Storm. That was uh, I think season eleven overall, um, uh-huh. and it was one of the first seasons after I think Disney had bought. Um, Disney had bought the Power Rangers at one point in time because up till uh-huh. then it was it was uh you know Saban Saban had the rights and then Disney acquired them for a little bit and then I think it went over to like Nickelodeon and it's back to Nickelodeon and Saban. Um uh-huh. but I, I remember that specifically because one, it was like ninjas and I was really like I was just starting to get into karate at that point in time because I was like 10, 11, and uh, I also remember being really disappointed because it was one of the first seasons of the Power Rangers that didn't feature a crossover team up that had been like, you know, what they had done for the last like five seasons because the whatever current season of Power Rangers would always team up with the, the season before. And uh-huh. this was one of the first ones that didn't do that with the previous season. And it was because of the uh, acquisition by Disney. Damn. Yeah, so that was Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Yeah, his his the one the tech guy's dad got turned into a like a hamster or a gerbil or something. And then the tech guy, like you do, winds up becoming the sixth ranger of the team. Yeah, he became like the green ranger, right? He was yeah, the, the, I remember he was the Asian kid. Yeah, it was the green samurai ranger, and it was really cool because they brought back like the gold shield, like uh Tommy's shield from the original series. Uh-huh. But but then when he powered up, he took the shield off and he flips the top half of his visor around and he becomes, the, you know, the Green Ranger Samurai mode or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was like his level up. <laughs> mm. But uh, but yeah, outside of like the couple of Power Rangers episodes, I, I don't recall many cartoon, um, cartoon Christmas specials. I love... The Muppet Christmas Carol, though I will say that's like a feature film, but I love Muppet Christmas Carol because that has yeah, that uh, one's good. That has Michael Caine as uh, Scrooge. You know what's funny? I actually had um, when I was a kid, like you know they have those like Christmas bazaars mm-hmm. at like your school, or, like you paid like every gift was like a dollar. Yeah, and. I remember I bought myself like I, my mom gave me like five bucks or whatever. I bought myself the uh, Christmas Carol book version of the Muppets. Oh, cool. And it was like a little book. And then like it was a little cassette tape that came with it. Mm-hmm. So like you can listen to the book as you flip through. Oh, that's neat. I had something similar with the Polar Express because um, the Polar Express was a book before it was a movie. Um Yeah. And I remember my mom got it for me one year when I was really, really young. And I think to this day, she still has it somewhere in the house. But it had like, it had a little package with the book, a slot for the book. It had a slot for the cassette tape. And it had a slot for a bell. It came with a bell um, so that you could like ring the bell and so that you believed in Santa and all that other stuff. And it was, it came with like a plastic cover so that it wouldn't get dust on it or anything like that. And yeah, that was my favorite thing for a long time. I was, um, uh, you're good. I'm uh, sorry. My dryer just went off. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's okay. We're going to leave that in. Cause that was funny. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, but, uh, 
but yeah, I I was I was delayed in terms of my learning how to read. Like it took me a little bit longer to learn how to read, but then uh-huh. once I learned, like, boom, like I learned how to read. So uh, that uh, that it, gift you, was. What's up? Do you want to hear kind of like I guess a funny and embarrassing story? You still don't know how to read? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I learned last year. But oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I. I you know, it's a miracle, like, you know, I became the way I am, like, you know, I do, like, Cole Gets Lost, and, like, you know, I made, I made like, I was in a film once, and, like, you know, I do the podcast every week, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but, like, I used to have really bad social anxiety, and, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it was, like, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't know you have anxiety. Right. And stuff, and, like, I remember we were doing the reading in class right and it was like dan the fan or something like that and it was in kindergarten and then i got and then it got to me and then i said i forgot i forgot how to read (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's natural at that age though and then the teacher's like what do you mean you forgot how to read (laughs) yeah but like like i just shrugged my shoulders like i don't know forgot how to read but yeah, I, I feel like that's I feel like that's natural at that age because you know you're not used to reading out loud with with a room full of people. So yeah, you're gonna get nervous and like stumble over some words, man. I used to do that all the time, like and like even even as far as like the sixth grade, I remember us reading some book about um, like a Jewish girl during the Holocaust, and I like we would take turns reading pages or paragraphs or whatever it was. Uh, number of the stars. Yes, yes, that's the book. Number of the stars. Yeah, and I would always like every time it came to me, I would always like trip up over some words a little bit because I, I had not that I had a hard time. It was the sixth grade. I was you know whatever eleven, twelve years old. But yeah, it's just it's nerve wracking to present or talk in front of a group of people. Oh, uh, it was. I remember that happened to me when I was in sixth grade, and it was like I was reading a word problem and I stuttered on something, and then this teacher, Mrs. Newbie, she looked at me and she's like, "Cole, it sounds like you gotta read more," and then everybody's like, Prah! and like I was beat red. I was like, and that made it worse. I was like. I turned into Adam Sandler after that, trying to read the math problem. <laughs> you just, you just uh, went Ubi Badooby Doo. Ubi Badooby Doo, yeah. That's, I think that's the origin of Ubi Badooby Doo. <laughs> it just slithered out of your unconscious when you were uh, walking through Target or whatever. Yeah, walking through Target at the phone booth, lady. <laughs> Ubi Badooby Doo. So while we're on the subject of like uh, school, uh, do you have any like school Christmas memories? Like, uh, what are some like holiday time uh, Christmas memories you got uh, from, from, from your scholastic? My career? scholastic years. Um, yeah. Honestly, not much. I'm sure there was like craft time early on, um, but I, I again, I don't really remember that much from school. Um, most of my, oh, come on. like you didn't, you didn't like listen to like an audio book of like Bill Clinton reading the night before Christmas or anything like that. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I don't know, but it sounds like very nineties when listen, you I'm going like... to, I'm going to scour YouTube after this and we're, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to find it if it exists. Um, 
No, I don't. I don't remember us doing really anything too too much in in like school, uh, Christmas wise. I I don't know. Um, you got to remember, Cole. I'm like I'm old now. My memory's going. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what about right. you? Oh, I got like a ton. I I guess like you know. Elementary school is not as far back for me as it is for you. Yeah, that was like so ancient like, times I was for still, me. I was like, I'm 22 now, so like I was in my elementary school went up to sixth grade, and then you went to middle school at seventh. But like okay. you know, like literally, like elementary school was only like 10 years ago for me. Yeah, but, see, um, no, when I was in elementary school, the tablets we had were stone, and we had to chisel them. George Washington was like, "Yo, Andrew, can you hand me a pencil?" Basically, <laughs> but anyways, um, I, my earliest Christmas memory, right, is uh, we we did like arts and crafts, right, and I made this um, star of David because like I thought it was the North Star that you can make, and then like I was just like, oh, I know what the North Star is, so I made that. But it wound up it being like, a Star of David. Yeah, I wound up being a star, David. You know, I was I, I was in pre-K at the time, so didn't know. But I remember it was like all full of glitter. It was like silver and blue because like those were my two favorite colors. And you know, <laughs> so you literally made a Jewish star. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> did you did like did anybody say anything to you? No, you were like no. Cole. Uh, well, I guess they wanted to make it like non-denominational holiday. Yeah, but one of the things I always looked forward to in elementary school was this guy used to come in, right, and he was a Russian immigrant, mm. but, like, he came over in, like, the 30s, Okay, and he would tell the story about, like, immigration was, like, a lot different back then. Like, it's not now where you take a test and then you become a citizen or, like, you get to apply for a visa or whatever. Like, people came over in boats. Yes. And stuff. And so he talks about like him coming to New York and he would say about how he, him and his father snuck it into the United States because like they didn't pass because like the dad had like a mole or something like that. They, they checked you visibly right. for like your ailments and stuff like that. Cause like if you were sick, they'd send you right back on the boat. Right. And what they did to the dad is they gave him, they painted a big X on his back and they told him to go back onto the boat. And what the dad did to wind up getting back into the country is he turned the jacket inside out and went to a different person in line and then they let him in. Oh, wow. So, and like he actually brought in the real life jacket that was his father's. Oh, that's cool. And what I also liked is he went through the story of, like, every holiday that was in, like, December. Like, he, he would first he'd start with, like, the story of Hanukkah. Mm. And, like, he would go into really good detail about it. And then he would talk about Christmas. And then he would talk about Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. And then when we got older, I, I guess he expanded the program. We got into, like... Ramadan, which is like the Muslims' big holiday, that's similar to Christmas. I know it's not like the same practice or the, the same beliefs, but it's like the biggest holiday that Islamic people celebrate. Right. 
And what I liked about it is like he didn't show any favoritism. He he told the whole story and he was honest about it. And he had like people from like each faith, like he had a rabbi come in and like he anybody had questions, anybody could raise their hand and go, Hey, why do you use a menorah or what do each candle symbolize? And then like right. the rabbi would tell you what it what it meant. That's cool. I like that a lot. And then another memory I have about Christmas is like the year the movie The Polar Express came out, the library, the custodians worked really hard on this. They built an actual like mock locomotive in the library. Mm-hmm. So they built like a platform and then they built like a, f- a framework of a train. Okay. And then they put like a little movie screen in front uh, at the front of the train. And then like each like week it got designated to each grade. So like it went up from like one Friday, it was all the like pre-K kids and kindergartners. Mm-hmm. And then the next Friday was like the first graders and then in the second graders and then, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's cool. And I like so, that. And then like everybody got to watch the Polar Express and the Polar Express train and then we all had hot chocolate and it was like we were really on the Polar Express. Mm. And I thought that was really cool. That is neat. They actually have something similar somewhere in like, I, I want to say like central Jersey maybe, but not too far from us, maybe like within an hour's drive where yeah. – They'll actually have kids like they'll they'll deck out a train like the Polar Express and you can go on a train ride, you get served hot chocolate, they'll, you know, sing and dance or whatever for you. But it's it's a nice little like wintry train ride. Next year you, me and Hannah gotta go. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm down I'm down. Yeah. This year it's a little bit too late and a little bit too uh the a little world bit too covety. Yeah, a little bit too covid The world's going to end. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I, I do have a question because, like, like I said, I don't really remember, like, too, too much uh, in terms of uh, scholastic Christmas memories. But my my comment earlier made me think of this. So when they – when people started getting up in arms about uh, people saying Merry Christmas versus, like, Happy Holidays, like – What's your take on that? Like, do you get offended by a Merry Christmas? Or, like, do you think the people who get offended by Merry Christmas are, like, ridiculous? Most of the people I don't understand. Most of the people who get offended by people saying Merry Christmas are people that celebrate Christmas. Right. (laughs) And I think that is the most ridiculous thing ever. I say happy holidays because, like, when I was a kid, like, you know, you you don't know anything besides outside your household. Right. But like I always thought you said happy holidays because it's Christmas and then right after is New Year's. So like why just say Merry Christmas when you can say happy holidays and like But like Yeah, I just think it's I, I think it's silly. I think it's kind of petty if you're going to get mad. Like like some people like, you know, like I don't know some people are Jewish. Like, you know, not all Jewish people are like the Hasidic Jews where they have like the the curls and the yarmulkes or stuff right. like that or like, you know, people wear turbans and stuff like that for their respective faiths and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's like it's like if you accidentally say Merry Christmas to somebody, I don't think that gives you the right to get all flipping out about it. Like you should just go, Oh, I don't celebrate Christmas. You know? Right. Like and it's then, just a it's a you know, it's a term of I, I don't want to say endearment, but you know, it's just like a it's a good faith greeting. It's like, hey, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Like I, it's like saying, I hope you have a great day. And then you're like, I'm a vampire. I don't go out in the sun. 
You know, like and you get offended it sounds by like a, like a killjoy. It's not like and it's like if I, I I'm sure I've made the mistake. I've said to like somebody who didn't celebrate Christmas, oh happy Christmas or whatever. And I'm like, and I, what are you, I'm what sure, are you British? Like, happy Christmas. <laughs> happy Christmas and a merry good year. But anyways, <laughs> just happy you know, Festivus. I, let's let's keep it uh, Seinfeld. Let's just say a Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah, just wish everybody a happy Festivus and be done with yeah. it. Yeah, I just I just say happy holidays because you know why you know whatever you choose to celebrate you know just to make sure everybody peace on earth and all la da da da. da. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really convincing. <laughs> Well, like, you know, I just don't want to fight people about this. I don't want to, like, you know, people go and, like, oh, well, <laughs> like, do I, like, do I need to know what everybody's holiday is just by looking at them? Like, you know, I just want to say, like, happy holidays, whether you choose to believe in something or not, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, I... it's, a, it's a safe option. You know, you're not offending anybody if you say happy holidays. Some people go, well, I don't believe in a religion. And then I say, well, just happy non-denominational uh, Yuletide season. Right, right. Or happy Festivus. <laughs> yeah, or happy Festivus. Or, but, or just have a good day. Have a good day. Just feel good for once in your miserable life. Like, right, right. And then they're like, oh, well, I can't feel good because it's cold outside and it's bitter and Oh God! <laughs> yeah, there, there's. If somebody was like, if somebody was that much of a pessimist, like if I kept trying to please somebody like that, I'd just be like, "How about you just get away from me?" Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't need your negativity in my life. You're bringing you're, me down, sir. Yeah, you're a Debbie Downer. Yeah, what, I don't. What, what I, do you do? I I don't understand people that that are like that. I I for a while was doing the Happy Holidays thing. But at the same token, it's like, you know, I'm not intentionally offending you. If I like if I say Merry Christmas, it's not because I think you should celebrate Christmas. Like, I don't know you celebrate, you know, or or this was a trick I learned in um, in retail when I was working at Guitar Center. I'll just wait for them to make the first, you know, the first call. So as I'm ringing somebody out and I'm like, all right, great. Thank you. Have a great day. And they're like, thanks, you too, happy holidays. I'll be like, happy holidays to you too. Or if they say Merry Christmas to me, I'll be like, thanks, you have a Merry Christmas yourself. You know, yeah. I, I sometimes I'll play the waiting game and see if somebody else see what somebody else says first. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'll honestly forget when somebody says happy holidays. I'll just go, uh, yeah, you too. <laughs> I mean, hey, that works too because you're still extending them well wishes but just without, uh, without so many words. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know, I thought my, it was my funny. Words are valuable. Like you know, they're not just like something you could just say, like sprinkle on. You know, they're they're right. special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so good with words myself. Yeah. But oh, you're not a a wordsmith. I'm not a wordsmith. I'm not eloquent. I'm not uh, verbose. Bourgeois. <laughs> I mean, I might be bourgeois. I don't know. I feel like I feel like people who shop at Target automatically get classified as bourgeois by another group of people, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But uh, any other uh, school Christmas memories? Like, have you uh, thought of anything yet, or you want? Me I to mean, I guess there's there's probably like the stereotypical like we probably made like macaroni ornaments or something or popsicle stick ornaments that my mom yeah. probably still has floating around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see Santa Claus as a Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of pictures of Santa Claus, and I, I was none too happy about it a couple of times. Um, uh, oh in fact, 
Actually, I was going through some family photos the other day because I was trying to find some, like, actually, it was a few months ago during Halloween because I was trying to find some, like, old school Halloween costumes that I was rocking as, like, a kid. And uh-huh. I found some some Christmas pictures. And there's just, like, my parents would wait in the back room. You know, they, they'd wake us up. We'd wake up early. We'd have to sit at, like, the top of our steps and wait for them uh-huh. to like get all settled with like my dad with his coffee. He'd put on a Santa hat. They'd get the camera ready. Then they'd tell me and my sister we could come downstairs. And like her and I would be like trampling over each other to get down the stairs. <laughs> but we'd turn into like we, we had everything set up in the den. And we'd turn into each other. Or, or we'd turn in and look into the den with the tree and all the toys under it. We'd be like, oh! gosh it's so cool and like run in and just start like tearing stuff open so there was a couple quality pictures of like just pure childhood joy on my face like seeing the tree and all the presents and like opening up all these toys that i wanted like there was like football stuff and like nerf guns and like uh, uh an aladdin sword and magic lamp and i was like just loving life you know and it's like pictures of yeah. course with like my dad, uh, like showing me how s- some of the stuff works, like when I was getting older into like the, the Game Boy stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. So there's like pictures of him sitting over like the instruction manuals with me, um, and then every year we'd go to my my grandmother's house, uh, you know, open up presents there. Go to my dad's, uh, you know, my grandmother's on my dad's side, open up some presents there. Um, but yeah, n- nothing. Like I said, nothing too school related. Just a lot of like the, the childhood memories that I that I remember celebrating Christmas with like the family. Yeah, I was uh, a late bloomer to the fact that Santa Claus did not exist. Okay, I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what I was probably maybe maybe not thirteen, but I was probably like ten or eleven. I think. Well, sometimes like I I had like doubts about it when I was like eleven and stuff uh-huh. like that. But like if you figured out like I was afraid like if you didn't figure out Santa wasn't real, you didn't get presents. So like you know it's oh, kind of like you know like, I don't. Wanna I say. believe I believe it's silly, but I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, Santa there was... Claus is like tangible. It's not like the 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 scrub patrol of the tooth fairy and the Easter Bunny, <laughs> where like you know it's like fictional lollipop creatures where Santa right. Claus was a real dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My, my niece is fat people, a good name. <laughs> yeah. My, my niece is funny. She's, she's going to be seven, uh, in January. And she started catching on like last year, but like she started like questioning Santa Claus because, I think she opened up a present that she saw my sister buy at Target and uh-huh. but the present said like from Santa. So so my niece was just like, "Hey, wait a minute." Um but now she's under the impression um and I'll I'm going to have to make sure to tell my family not to listen to this episode around her, but she's under the impression that the guys that are like at the mall or, you know, wherever she goes to see Santa, that they're not the real Santas, but it's because Santa's too busy at the North Pole um, getting ready for Christmas. So these guys work for Santa. Yeah. <laughs> she, that was she, always my thing. Yeah, that. she like, put, like, you know, two and two together that, like, they didn't 
that hey that's not the same santa as like the other place you know <laughs> yeah kids are smart yeah yeah a lot smarter than a lot of people give them credit for yep yeah that's mean, why for I... me like whenever i opened up christmas presents on like christmas day or whatever uh, my parents would have or like my mom i should more say is used to sign gifts certain ones from santa and one and certain ones from her yeah does she have different handwriting though for them yeah, she used to write with Santa for with the left hand, and then like on the right hand would be her. So like hers would look all nice, and then Santa's just like scrounged together. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like Santa has bad handwriting, and my mom would be all like, "Well, Santa was in a rush." <laughs> <laughs> no, Santa's just a doctor. <laughs> yeah, Santa's just a doctor. You know, it makes sense why he got around so fast. You know. Yeah. Right. Dude. <laughs> now. When when you um when you came to that like realization and understanding, dude, I did you feel bad for like your mom because like not not so much just for like the the presence and everything, but you know as a kid we left we would leave cookies out for Santa, cookies and milk, and then we'd leave out like a carrot stick for the reindeer, right? And then mm-hmm. you realize when when you when you learn that Santa's not real you realize that your parents had to not only eat cookies, but they had to drink milk and take a bite out of a carrot stick, like all at the same time. Like that's, that sounds like a disgusting midnight snack. If you ask me, Oh, the milk had been sitting out too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause like you go to bed at like eight now, I'm sure, I'm sure they probably like drank it right away just so it didn't like turn or whatever. Well, uh, well, my mom, ha- I guess, had a way around that. Um, <laughs> my mom is lactose intolerant. Oh, geez. Okay. So she used to leave out Santa a diet, a diet Coke and uh, cookies. <laughs> Did you question that at all? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. I remember, like, you know, uh, I, I, I remember Santa left a cookie one year, and I was just like, oh, man, Santa gypped me. He didn't eat all the cookies. <laughs> but they, you should look at that as like a good thing. Like Santa didn't want to take all your Christmas cookies. Yeah, but I left them out for him, the bastard. I gave him the double stuffed <laughs> Oreos. He gypped me. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. So do you have any like favorite Christmases that stick out to you? Mm. Favorite Christmases? Uh, you know what? They, they, they're all pretty good. I think, I think in... As I've gotten older, it's really just more of sort of reflecting on the nostalgia of childhood Christmases and yeah. how like how good they make you feel. Because after a while, they they do tend to like blend together. Like like I said, when I was looking at those like uh, childhood photos from Christmas morning, I don't even know what year half of them are from. Um, but yeah. it, it's it's less like specific memories from specific Christmases. And it's just a a lot of uh, like, I don't know, just reflecting on the, the happiness and the, like reflecting on, I remember one year there being like a big blizzard and getting to play out in the snow and like try to walk on the snow banks. And, you know, I remember, you know, going to my grandmother's house and, uh, opening up presents there with my cousins and just having fun times with the family. And like, like those are the things that stick out. I mean, if I had to pick out something particular, um, when Hannah and I were first dating, this was probably within the first three years of us being together. 
Okay. Um, the one, actually, I think it was within the first like year. So it might've even been the first year we were together. Um, I had bought her tickets to see Mary Poppins in Philadelphia at the Walnut street theater. And we went okay. there cause that was like her favorite play. So we went uh-huh. there to go see that, but the same night, um, and this was around Christmas time, they had um, Macy's in in Philly. It's not as big as the Macy's in Times Square, obviously, but they, they had like a big Christmas tree and like Christmas decorations. And we went up there, we checked them out. And on the, like, I think it's the third floor, um, they had this little Christmas village set up that was a walkthrough of uh-huh. the cri- a Christmas carol. So we would get okay. to like walk through, see all the houses and see like these little miniatures of like Scrooge and the the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future and all that stuff. And that was that was really cool and really fun um in in recent years. Uh, cuz it was just like a unique different experience, you know, it wasn't about any presents or anything like that. It was just having fun times with her but recently we've gotten into a tradition where we're both we're both like nerds like i got her really into like the marvel more movies and star wars and things like that and there's this one nerd website that does christmas sweaters that are you know either superhero themed or marvel themed or star wars themed so for the past few years uh that we've been dating every year we we buy a new like nerdy christmas sweater that we wear on christmas day so yeah that's a lot of fun so i like she has uh she has a spider-man one because she really likes spider-man she's got the flash um she has an iron man one and then i have like captain america and uh r2d2 and this year i just bought a baby yoda one (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) so yeah, that that's about as as far as like you know favorite Christmas. I, I guess those would be more traditions than memories, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's fun. What about you? Me, uh, me growing up like you know anybody who knows me, I grew up like really poor and stuff like that. You know, I had okay. I grew up in a single mom home and stuff like that. Mm. And Christmas time was always the part of like the year where my life wasn't crazy. So I guess that's why I hold on to Christmas memories so like fondly. Yeah. And you know, the first year that like, you know, my parents separated, I guess, you know, um they separated in the summer and then like the first Christmas that like my parents were not together, you know, and my mom right after like my parents split up was the nanny for Congressman Andrews. Okay. Uh at the time and um the one daughter was a actress, like a theater actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in this Christmas play and we went to this bakery. It was called uh, three little bakers, uh, three little bakers uh, theater. And it was this big theater in uh, Delaware. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like a food, like it was a whole dinner buffet. And then like, they had uh, a Christmas play that went on and it was like Christmas from around the world. And like, it would get into like German Christmas and stuff like that. And yeah, it was like a funny play. And it was, uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas memories. Cause like, it was around that time, like, you know, you know, we were poor, but like, you know, we had like that to look forward to. We had like the Christmas play. And then like that year, my aunt, cause we lived with my aunt at the time. And then my aunt, 
and my uncle John and then my mom, they all pitched in. And then like, I got this like huge thing of like toys for Christmas and all that. So I wasn't sad. Like I got the, uh, what did I get that year? I got a, like a little cheap guitar, you know, like yeah. it was like a three fourth scale guitar. Nice. Uh, a bunch of toy story toys. Cause like I was a toy story, toy story maniac back then. Um, <laughs> I got the Lord of the Rings uh, Monopoly board game. Toy Story and Lord of the Rings. Nice. Yeah, I was obsessed with those two. I got like a bunch of toy swords and, and nice. stuff like that. Spaceman Woody. <laughs> All that. That was that was a good Christmas. Um, I guess I'll just rattle off like my favorite Christmases. Uh, I remember I got for my fourth grade Christmas. I got the Legend of Zelda Special Edition DS. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one. Uh, you know, I was just always, like, grateful that, like, you know, like, sometimes, like, we would have to struggle without, like, heat or whatever in the house and all. But, like, my mom always made sure I had something for Christmas. Like, it might have not been, like, everything I always wanted and, like, it was, like, something spectacular. Right. But, like, you know, my mom always made sure I, I had something for Christmas. Yeah. Like... Like I was in fifth grade and I got like a bunch of uh, playmobiles and I got like a dragon set and like just like a bunch of figures and stuff like that. It wasn't like it wasn't like a brand new game system or a bunch of video games or, you know, like the newest technology and stuff. But like I was happy with getting like toys and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing about moms too. like the when I first started, like realizing that like Santa wasn't real. Um, uh huh. Uh, was the it was a year that my mom my mom had been working somewhere I forget where exactly but she she was going out for like some last minute like Christmas shopping and it was within like that week of Christmas if it wasn't Christmas Eve um, itself I could be wrong about that but she was going out for like some sort of last minute trip and she wound up getting into like a car accident nothing serious. But it was enough to give her, like, a little bit of, like, whiplash. And, uh-huh. um, like, so she wound up going to the hospital. She came home that night. But um, I remember, I guess it was, like, the week leading up to Christmas. It was, like, a few days before. Um, but, you know, dealing with, obviously, the medical bills, but also the fact that, like, she hadn't gotten everything that she needed to present-wise. She was like, hey, uh-huh. guys, like, Christmas is going to be a little light this year. And we were just like, that's okay. Like, we get it. You know, that's fine. And I think that started, we never really had the, like, the sit down conversation of like, Santa's not real. But like, yeah. af- after that, it was just kind of like implied. And we just were kind of like, all right, well, well that, that, that that's how, that's how it was for me. Like, you know, like some years, like, you know, it would be like, look, uh, Christmas is not going to be fruitful. Right. As it was like a year ago or something like that. And I was always fine with that, you know, because like my mom like was my mom was always good about that kind of stuff. Like she goes, all right, well, I can't get you this toy this week, but like, you know, I'll she always saved up for it. And then like, you know, one day she would surprise me with it. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Like I wasn't like spoiled, but like, you know, if I if I did well enough, you know, my mom would get it for me. Yeah. I can't I can't give it enough about how much like of a superhero my mom is. Yeah, she seems this, pretty like, she seems like this, a super mom. Yeah, this Christmas like, you know 
I don't I don't want to get too like emotional here, but like, you know, my mom was in the hospital all week and like, you know, she almost died or whatever. And, you know, some divine intervention, you know, yeah, saved her. And, you know, she was able to come back for uh, Christmas and, you know, not, you know, still be in the hospital. And yeah, uh, that's great. What what was what was bad? I wound up telling her on the car ride home is um, as soon as I dropped her off, I was just like, oh, God, this is like scary because like I can't go in the hospital with her because, you know, it's covid. Right. And, you know, I I drop her off. I make sure I wheel her in on the in the wheelchair because like she couldn't walk or anything. And then um, I put her in the waiting room. And, you know, I had to go back out to the car and I get in the car and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to play some Christmas music to get like my mind off everything. And I start driving and guess what song plays? I don't know. Mommy meets Jesus tonight. Oh, God. The mom, the mom with the shoes. And I oh, cried yeah, the Christmas like a shoes. fat girl on prom night. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose my mom. And I was like, Sonat was driven. It was like an ugly cry. It was cry. an ugly cry. Was, oh, God. Wait, like, so you said you told her that happened? Yeah, I told my mom that happened, and she's like, that is horrible. <laughs> and I was just like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, that's that's pretty rough. But like yeah. you said, at least at least she's home and she's recovering, and, you know, yeah. you guys will at least be able to spend Christmas together, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, let's try to bring it back around to, like, happy occasions. Uh, what was... <laughs> Your favorite Christmas gifts, like if you could do it like a top five, if you can remember. Oh, geez. Um, well, one year for Christmas, the the first year Hannah and I started dating, she got me uh, tickets to see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, which is one of my okay. favorite shows. So, Did you like the Gerard Butler version? I did, yeah. I don't know why people hated it, but I liked it. I mean, it's not the best version. Um, but I'm also a fan of Emmy Rossum. I think she's gorgeous and I think she's insanely talented. So, you know, I feel like Hannah's giving you the stink eye in the corner. No, she (laughs) she don't care. (laughs) 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I liked that movie, but that was a cool gift because then it was like a month later, but we got to go up and, uh, spend the day in New York. We did like a stagecoach ride around, uh, around Central Park, which was neat. And then we saw the show. So it was a, it was a fun little trip. Uh, probably, I'm sure, like, at the time that I got it, either, like, my Game Boy Color or my Game Boy Advance, like, was a top gift. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I, I was never, I was always, like, behind on the, the video game things. Like, my first console was a Sega Genesis. And then uh-huh. um, I had that for a while. We, we had, like, the Monopoly game, and we had... Aladdin and Lion King and Sonic and Tom and Jerry. And then I broke it by pulling one of the cartridges out while the game was still in it. Um, so, and you know, because Sega Genesis was like made in like the late eighties, early nineties that like broke the, broke the console. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then, um, and then when my, when my cousins upgraded, my cousins who are younger than me, when they upgraded to their PS2, we got their PS one. So like, I've always been behind the, behind the eight ball in terms of video game consoles. And now I don't even own one, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, but my game boy color, my game boy advance were like, were it. And of course I had all like the Pokemon games. 
So yeah. Th- so those were up there as gifts whenever, whenever I got those, um, you know, I, th- I think, well, no, it's not technically Christmas, but the, the one year I, I got the gift of, it was like around Christmas. Cause that's when tickets went on sale. Um, I got tickets with my aunt to go see the Flyers play the Boston Bruins at Fenway Park in Boston, uh-huh. which was pretty cool. Um, and that was a New Year's Day game, I think. So, you know, we, we wound up taking the train from Philly into Boston New Year's Day, walking up to from the train station in Boston to Fenway Park. And then afterwards, we went to a pub where we met the bass player for the Dropkick Murphys, which was really cool. Yeah, I... I Again, I don't know. A lot of them were probably just like toys and stuff as I was growing up. I'm sure like they meant a lot to me yeah. at that time, but but really like nowadays I I literally ask for like gift cards because it's yeah. easier for me to just buy what I want myself and try to explain it to people. Yeah, yeah. So I just ask for gift cards. Yeah. But what about you? T- give me some top gifts. I'm going to have to say uh when I got a PS3 that was like I, I played the dookie out of that. <laughs> I loved my Wii U. I played a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. My OG GameCube. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot about GameCube. I literally like the I went so long without like buying a new console after the GameCube because like I loved the GameCube so much. I played the crap out of my games on GameCube. Yeah, didn't didn't Sega try to like combat them with like the, the Sega Dreamcast or Dreamcast or whatever? Well, Dreamcast, I think, was before the GameCube. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, like, in competition of it, but I think you're probably right. Yeah, it was in competition, but um, that I had to say Skyrim. I remember I marathoned that game. I lost, like, a week of my life of Christmas break. I just played Skyrim from the time I got up to the time I went to bed. I think a lot of people uh, marathoned Skyrim. Yeah, I'll say Skyrim and Oblivion are in the same thing because I got Oblivion for Christmas that year too. Okay. Or I got that a little bit before. My brother Adam was like, oh, I'm just going to give you this now. It's at Thanksgiving and here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I just marathoned that. And so before that, so I was all hyped for Skyrim because like I got it at Thanksgiving. I beat Oblivion like twice. Nice. Before I got Skyrim and I was all hype. I was like, you know what? Oblivion kicked ass. I'm ready for Skyrim. <laughs> and then uh oh what's another good present uh, the banjo i got i i love that i i still have my banjo and i still yeah. have all my game systems but uh i still have my banjo i really loved playing that for a while uh i'm, I'm rusty i'm rusty as all hell now but <laughs> yeah that was a really nice banjo it had like it had the little stars on it. Like, it looks like a really standard hillbilly banjo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it has, like, the country music stars on it, and it has, like, the re- like uh, the rebel flag on the bottom. Dude, I can literally just picture you, like, sitting in, like, a rocking chair on a porch with a straw hat, overalls, <laughs> and just, like, a, a a blade of wheatgrass sticking out of your mouth, just, like, oh playing the banjo. <laughs> Oh, you should have heard me when I actually got good. I was just like, bring them piggies home. And I'm like, dang, 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 Slaw Billy. Did you hear, uh, uh, did you ever hear the story I told, uh, uh, I don't know if I told you, about um, my music teacher that was in a bluegrass band and he taught me how to really play the banjo? I don't think so. Well, 
he well he was he was my uh he was my 10th grade history teacher and like you know i had the banjo and like i was i was pretty decent at it but like you know i could only play like like hot cross buns on the freaking banjo like nothing to write home about but like you know he took the time to like after class a, a couple days a week i'd come in and then like he'd show me for like a half hour yeah if he didn't have any students there and he'd show me how to play banjo and then one day he just broke out his mandolin and then he was playing in the middle of class forever and i'm like can i get my banjo and then we had like a hoedown that's so and funny in the middle of class a throwdown hoedown that's awesome it, it, it was so funny because like it was like the first period of the day and it was at like 7 30 in the morning and he's just like oh i yeah. don't feel like doing class today let's <laughs> 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 have a throwdown right let's get them pickings fun. out yeah get brendan pickings home <laughs> <laughs> I swear I must have been like the weird kid in school because like if like our projects needed like a costume like because you know our teachers always had the you could dress up in your costume I'm like bitch bet <laughs> you're like done oh my god people this girl used to say to me Cole I wonder what's like w like what goes on at your house that you have like because like I, I used to do for uh I had a project and then like. I did uh, a project on the book of five rings and then like I had a samurai kimono and mm. I wore that to school with the straw hat. Oh geez. And, and then I wore my socks and slides. <laughs> oh God. And then <laughs> I did a project on Musashi and I dressed up like Musashi and I got extra credit. Nice. And then uh, every year for like the class Christmas parties in high school, I dressed up like Santa Claus. I had like the Santa suit and everything. Yeah. But you know, just uh, some fun memories. <laughs> yeah, for real. That sounds fun. Uh, let me th see if I can think of anything else that was a good Christmas present. Uh, I'll tell you the worst Christmas present I ever got. Oh, here we go. Okay. My brother Leonard gave me a bag of breadcrumbs <laughs> and oregano. What? And his meatball recipe. Wow. And my brother makes a ton of money, right? <laughs> and, like, I was just like, he goes, oh, Cole, uh, here's a meatball recipe. And, like, I look at it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Wait, like, now, not, so like, here's the question, though. Does he make a ton of money making meatballs? Because maybe that was no, your path No, he does not to... make a ton of money making meatballs. Because that could have been, like, your path, like... Slaw's balls. He just could have like started selling, making meatballs and selling. <laughs> no, but like you know, he, he but like he bought everybody else bitching presents. Like you know, <laughs> he got like my brother Adam a George Foreman grill, and like my sister, he got like a bunch of things, and then he got the main. It was just like a bag of dust and freaking a piece <laughs> of paper. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to this because like I was not gonna go, you son of a bitch, <laughs> right. Like, thank you so much like, yeah it's just like i was gripping my teeth thank you so much that's like that's like getting me a book for christmas like you know i'm I'm all about like audiobooks i listen to them in my car but like don't get me a friggin book <laughs> see i find i find now that like i actually want to buy books and i want to read but do you ever notice that like as a kid you get socks you hate socks and you're like God, all i got was stupid socks but then as an as an adult for Christmas, or maybe you're not there yet, I don't know. But like as an adult, 
when they're like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, you know what I could really use? Socks. Oh yeah, you know, like I'm always I'm always dying because like I, I forget to buy myself crew socks or like boxers or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, please Christmas or my birthday come around so somebody could give me some socks and underwear. <laughs> yeah, for was, real. Uh, oh my god, I I'm a religious man. I wear holy socks. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. That was almost as bad as Brian the other day. Brian goes, he he says to me. Hey Andrew, how much does it cost Santa to park his sled with his reindeer? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, how much does it cost Santa to to park his sled with his reindeer? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, nothing. It's on the house. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Speaking of that, this is not a story that happened to me. This was like around the lunch table kind of story that I heard at, uh, in high school that a friend of mine's dad and his uncle got drunk on one Christmas and like, they wanted to like, you know, pretend like there was reindeer on the roof. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> you know, cause you know, they had a couple drinks and you know, the roof was like a little bit of frosty. Yeah. Oh, and so the, so the dad fell off the roof and then the uncle slid off too. Oh God. And like they just saw his legs dangling and like, he's like, mom, Santa's falling off the roof. Oh geez. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wait, I, here's I wish that. Go what? ahead. No, go. I said, I wish I would have been there for that, man. I would lift my ass off. Yeah, for real. For real. Ooh. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Sykes gave me another joke the other day too. It was, um, it was, if you're naughty, what does, or what does, no, what does Santa give a naughty soccer player for Christmas? Do you know the answer? I I don't know. Cool. <laughs> oh God. That reminds me of my cheesy pickup line. What's your cheesy pickup line? Oh God! So this is uh, so just a disclaimer, uh, Megan. This is before we met. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's my girlfriend. Anyways, hi so, Megan. <laughs> so you know, when, on the few times I'd feel adventurous perusing to the women, mm -hmm. the ladies, you know, I'd be all like. Hey girl, you must have been naughty because you're getting coal for Christmas. Stop it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh Cole, that's like that's like worse than the uh the song the thing that you talked about in the first episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that might be the cheesiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow how often it, it, did that work for you it had a zero percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't <laughs> uh and the worst part is like you know I, I i did that when i was in high school and I, and I did it to like you know one of the popular girls you know i've little slaw felt lucky you know that you would try it out <laughs> Jeez. and then she's like is that supposed to be a pickup line or something and i'm like oh <laughs> you felt like a little elf after that 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. My, she might as well have just roasted my chestnuts on an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> How many Christmas puns can we keep doing? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Uh, yeah, I could I, you know, after that I couldn't hear the bells, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god, but like yeah, that that pickup line had a 0% per- present uh, uh percent chance of working. <laughs> I, it got a lot of laughs. It got a lot of laughs from the from the few girls that I've used it on. It it, it was it was kind of a hit, but it was like, probably like a pity laugh though. It was a it was a pity laugh, definitely. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, this has been another installment of the Mighty Coleslaw Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this Christmas extended special. Yes, thank you so so being, much for tuning in. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to continue to have you guys here for other Christmases come to pass and. Yes. Look forward to seeing you guys later on this year and possibly in the new year if you guys want to stick around that long. That is. Yes, please please do stick around because we, please we st- do a lot of work for the show. Yeah, please uh, stick around. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, have a happy and safe Christmas. Try not to drink too much eggnog, or if you do want to drink too much eggnog, that's on you, boo. Yeah, just but, don't get uh, run over by a reindeer. Yep. Because, you know, it's not going to work like it did in the movies where you can't, you know, Santa's got good lawyers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, let's keep it uh, positive. Uh, no right. yuletide lawsuits. No, uh, no grandmas getting hit. You know, no vehicular gra- manslaughter of grandma. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, okay, let's. Uh, uh, this is going into a dark path, and people don't need these bad thoughts on Christmas. <laughs> this is literally like what I thought the Frosty movie was going to be. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be really Christmas slays. <laughs> right. Oh God. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, make sure you check us out on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, all that good stuff. Subscribe, yep. share, rate, review. All that, that good stuff. And share with your friends and enjoy this holiday season safe and soundly, all snug in your bed. Yes. Or wherever you choose to listen to the podcast. That's true. And remember, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>